Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you. On a Tuesday morning, thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. be a little weird, uh, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Anna. That would be a little weird. My friend, this is one we've never had before, to my knowledge. Anna is a prehistoric Plaquemine culture archaeological site. Oh. Ten miles north of Natchez. So we got some dinosaurs down there? I don't know, man. I don't even what is Plaquemine culture? Are they are they Indians? Were they were they Native Americans? Let's see what that is. If I can well the first thing that pops up is a fruit. Well, oh, I got to know more. I got to know more about black of mind culture. There we go. Okay, so this is one of those things Wikipedia does. 1200 to 1700 CE. I don't know what CE is. Is that AD or BC? I need I need those. CE? I, I need before Christ or Anno Domini. That's what I need. I can't I can't do what is CE? Now, now that I ask another common era right? What is C? Common, common era. The common called. era. So, when, when does it, the common era start? Common I era. could not tell you. Okay, so common era is the same as AD. So that starts. Why are we doing that? I don't, I don't, I'm not, no, not for that. Yeah, I understand, you know, maybe some atheists are getting triggered. This one you're just going to have to get over, Okay. <laughs> Normally, I'm all about, look, if it, if it bothers somebody, maybe we can just get around not saying it. This is one I'm not willing to concede on. Well, there you go. Before Christ, Anno Domini. That's all it is, all right? I was born in 1975, A.D., not C.E. <laughs> now, I've got myself all worked up on the first ad read. Strange Brew Coffee House. I feel so bad sometimes when we get into these, these, these rants, and I'm like, supposed to be talking about coffee. But you got to. Yeah, I hear you. If you want some uncommon coffee, <laughs> get some Strange Brew Coffee House delivered right to your door. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. Pit Printing. Pit Printing and Signs down in Ridgeland. Guys, this is a business that's been open for 30 years, serving other businesses here in the state of Mississippi. If you need envelopes, forms, banners, any kind of graphics, any kind of 3D signage, Pip Printing can take care of you. Call Camden Young. I'm sorry, Camden Baker. I've got young one here for some reason. Uh, call Camden Baker at 601-499-5216 and talk to him directly. This is the owner of the business, and he's telling you you can call him directly 
and take care of, of your business needs. And don't forget, when you make a sale with Pip Printing, when you use get, make an order with them, all you got to do is say, hey, I heard about this on Thunder and Lightning. Hey, I want to. I heard that you guys do something with the Bulldog Initiative. And boom, a percentage of your sale is going straight to the Bulldog Initiative in your name. That's the best. It's not even going in Pip Printing's name. It's going in your name. So you are benefiting Mississippi State Athletics anytime you make a purchase at Pip Printing. 30 years worth of experience in this business. I think you can trust them. And if, like I said, they are a good Bulldog uh, business. 601-499-5216 or visit them online at pipridgeland.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. I left out College Corner. I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you, College Corner. Don't you worry. I won't leave you behind. They are Starville's flagship restaurant, though. Restaurant Tyler is. For breakfast, I'm calling breakfast I'm calling breakfast and brunch kind of the same thing here on a Sunday. I mean, are you really dragging yourself out of bed early enough for breakfast? No. You're getting breakfast at brunch. That's why it's called, you know, it's the bruh part of it, right? Sure. Sure. If I'm, if I'm eating brunch... I'm not eating. Are you more of a breakfast lunch. kind of person? Yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not getting a burger or anything at lunch, right? You're you're getting correct breakfast. See, it's breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast. So breakfast, lunch, dinner. They got you covered. That's that's at restaurant Tyler. If you haven't been by yet. I don't know what you're waiting on this holiday season. Head to restaurant Tyler for a true special occasion, which is a meal at restaurant Tyler. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. This holiday season, you, you got Mississippi State fans in your family. You've got Ole Miss fans in your family. You know, we can't avoid them. Robbie's got them. I've got them. This, it's just our burden to bear. So take care of them with some great gifts from College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi. They're here to serve you. The Priority One Bank Build a relationship with you and your family that's going to last for a long, long time. Community banking, such a big deal here in this state. And Priority One Bank, if you live in Central Mississippi, you know there's a location near you. If you're already a Priority One customer, you know how great their app is. It's smooth. It's streamlined. It do a lot more on there than just move your money around. Go to PriorityOneBank.com to find the location nearest you. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. So here's what, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about recruiting. Normally, when we talk about recruiting, Robbie, it's because commitments are, are coming in. And at this moment, that's not the case for Mississippi State. Could change. Might not. But, and, and you know, when you have a new ch- a change in coaching staff and, and when, when you get new people involved, there's always like a, a quick rush of recruiting, right? There's always new names get thrown on the board because the guys, those those coaches were recruiting at their old schools, come they, they get on your board now. And I get that. But this is as much positive smoke as I can remember around Mississippi State recruiting in quite some time. There's a lot of smoke that Stonka Burnside will be back in the class. There's a lot of smoke that Mississippi State's going to be able to flip a couple of guys from some Power 5 schools. Obviously, we're going to talk about the transfer portal in just a minute with Dylan Gabriel and the other quarterbacks that are out there. You know, for, you were at the state championship games this past week, so you, you know, you're seeing around a lot of those prospects. You're, you're seeing, you know, you talk to those guys. You talked to Stonka Burnside just a week ago. Am I am I wrong in this, or is there just a lot of positive momentum with Mississippi State minus the actual commitments at this point? Yeah, there seems to be some movement behind the scenes, and there's right now that's pretty much all it is um, until something actually happens. Some announcements are made, or some official visits are made, things like that. I think there's obviously 
some major smoke around San Francisco McGee, who just decommitted from Ole Miss, who was a heavy favorite to land at Mississippi State before he committed to Ole Miss. And if you remember, he hadn't really been to Ole Miss until he committed to him. You know, he went on that trip, and then a couple weeks later, he was committed to him, and it was like that was one of the first trips he had made. He was going to land in the class with J.J. Harrell and Stonka Burnside. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Norwell White was in there for a little bit as well as a possibility. And there was some talk that you know, some people had said that it was a mutual decision. Some people, people had said it was, he was dropped by Ole Miss. I don't have any – um, you know, clarification on that one way or the other. But I do know that he had a really good year. So, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to look at the season that he had and say, you know, this this guy isn't, isn't a I good mean, player. I mean, at this point, has Ole Miss literally ever, ever lost a recruit that they won? Has no. Ever, ever, ever had a player that they wanted that didn't sign with Ole Miss? No, I don't think so. And then, obviously, this is just another one of those. I mean, I, like, if this guy was good enough to play for you in the summer and the season he had was really good, what did he do that was – that told you, you know, maybe he's not good enough to play for us? I, I don't understand. Right. It's not like he got smaller or wasn't running faster than he ran in the summer – I've never understood that. His, uh, I was trying to see if, his, if he has his stats up here. I mean, he had he had twelve hundred and twenty nine yards and fifteen touchdowns this year. He basically had the same season that Stonka Burnside had. Clearly, Ole Miss is just going after bigger fish. Which I will say, like, I I think that they're going after a couple of guys that are, um, other Power Five wide receivers, but it's just. That's just weird to me. Yeah. Well, let's just call it what it is. He, he's he doesn't want to go to Ole Miss. He's 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 going to go. And apparently, this has become a thing now that Ole Miss, uh, Jeremy Scott, the Callaway receiver, decommitted from there. Um, it looks like the, the the Ole Miss in-state recruiting push of the summer was going to be put on the back burner uh, as we get to this point, which is good news for Mississippi State because maybe there's some quality prospects like San Francisco McGee that they can get back on. You'd love to see a guy like Cameron Beavers come open. I don't think that's going to be the case. And certainly not going to be the case until Mississippi State figures out the defensive uh, coaching staff, which we'll talk about a little bit later. You have some national prospects making their they're making some 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 noise right now as well. If Kendall Jackson, the four star defensive tackle from uh, from Florida, who was committed to Florida, uh, who just recently uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Decommitted. decommitted. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get decommitted out of my uh, out of my mouth there for some reason. Um, apparently, David Turner never stopped recruiting the kid, so maybe possibility there. Very interesting name is Michael Van Buren, who was a, a four star quarterback who was committed to Oregon. Uh, he has decommitted from Oregon. Apparently, Lebby and he have a very good relationship, and there's a possibility, you know, that there's some smoke around him with Mississippi State. You know, when, when Levy was hired, we talked about he, he gives you some some instant credibility in recruiting, and I guess we're seeing the early uh, uh, results of that. Do you expect to see? I'm not going to make you pin you down and ask you about a specific player, but are you going to be surprised if there's a, a four star kid, five star kid, five star might be stretching it, but a highly rated out of state kid that Mississippi State wasn't in on, 
you know, a month ago, two months ago, that all of a sudden appears on the radar and ends up in this class? Not at all, just because of the what he's proven on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, that's going to be an attractive offense to come play for. Because especially if you get a, a nice transfer quarterback in here, um, you know, people want to go where they're going to have a lot of yards. And that includes quarterbacks and wide receivers and even running backs. This offense has produced for all those positions. So, yeah, I mean, I could I could very easily see them being a track destination, just like they would be in the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and they should be. Uh, but, you know, nothing has really transpired just yet. I think they're kind of getting started. I mean, a lot of people are starting to freak out already. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. He's been hired for one week. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he just got here. So, look, I'm going to let him, like, get his bearings a little bit and get some relationships built and, and things like that first. One very interesting name, not a high school player, not a, not a transfer portal player, is a JUCO player, uh, Deion Smith. What an interesting ride this this kid has had. Uh, was the top-rated prospect in the state a few years ago, was committed to Mississippi State and Joe Moorhead, decommits, ends up at LSU. He had a really good first season at LSU, but evidently had some academic issues. Ends up at EMCC, but those academic issues follow him there, and he can't get on the field for, for EMCC transfers again to Holmes County Community College, and now he seems to have finally put things together. Ever since he left LSU, this kid has been earmarked for Ole Miss, connected with Espy and, and, and Shea Hodge and those guys, and it's been, you know, just, just like he's going to Ole Miss. But apparently State has put a foot in the door here, at least, and has got his interest enough to to, to have an, uh, possibly a, an official visit. Is there any chance on this earth that Deion Smith ends up at Mississippi State? Uh, I'm just not buying it. Okay. Um, I'm just one of those people. I I'm just, with you. I'm, I'm with not you. Believe it. So you know, I'm I'm always skeptical about these kids that people say Mississippi State has a chance. The DD buoys, the guys like that, that you know, State gets in the game with. This kid has been rumored to Ole Miss for like three years, and he has the connections to Shea Hodge and and Mike Espy and. If anybody tells you that those guys are just calling it right down the middle, and that I mean, I got some oceanfront property in Sturgis for you. Those guys want those kids to go to Ole Miss. I don't care what anybody says. Correct. Um, and that and they want that kid at at, at Ole Miss, and I think Ole Miss wants him too. And I think that that's a kid that they will overpay in an NIL for. They're not gonna. You know how bad that would look for Mississippi State to come in and get Deion Smith from Ole Miss. That would, that would not be a good development for them. It's kind of like what we've talked about with Quinshawn Judkins. They're going to make sure he never goes anywhere because it's bad for optics. Right. Plus, he's just a really good player. I mean, Deion Smith, if he is right, if he if he doesn't have the great issues. Explosive player. He, already he is the, probably one of the top wide receivers in the country. Can so, you imagine if he was still at LSU with neighbors and Thomas and that? Oh, my God. Am oh, I, there would have been – it was never an issue with his talent there. Yeah, it's yeah. it's always been academic, but the that's the thing about the academics. It's been a problem everywhere he's been now. So, you know, does he have it figured out? I don't know. Will Will he have it figured out? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm not yet buying that Deion Smith is a possibility for Mississippi State. I'll I'll put it at like one percent, just because I don't want to say I don't want to ever say never. Mm-hmm. But it's. It's pretty close. I just don't buy it right now. 
another player that's kind of was in that boat of not interested in Mississippi State and now kind of maybe sort of interested in Mississippi State is Daniel Hill, the, the big-time running back out of Meridian. This is a guy that for, for months – Mississippi State fans have been like, why is he not interested? And people, some people try to tell him, like, he's just not. He's just not interested in Mississippi State. Enter Jeff Levy, and now there appears to be a wisp of interest. It all starts with one thing, right? He has to visit. He hasn't visited Mississippi State. He was not here during the summer. He didn't come to any camps here. Until he gets on campus, he can't take that seriously, correct? Right. That, that's been one of the guys that I've always said, like, just get him to campus. If you can get him to campus, that means he's interested. So far, he hasn't done that. And he's had a ton of opportunities to do it. He just hasn't done it. It's like he's been wanting to go anywhere but Mississippi State. And whenever you get those vibes, it's kind of like the um, Stone Blanton situation. Like we kept saying, like, I mean, he can't go here. He can't go here. He's not interested in Ole Miss. I mean, it's got to be Mississippi State, and that's what we've said about him the whole time, and it just hasn't come to fruition. He hadn't been here, hadn't showed up to campus. You know, I, I just – that's another one. Until he shows up, I'm just – I'm not going to believe that Mississippi State has a chance with him. Now, the moment he steps on campus, I, I'm changing my mind. I'm probably going to think that's a, that's a very good possibility that they can get him, but he hasn't done it yet. So, I'm in wait-and-see mode with him. We just got some uh, some breaking news here, by the way, as as we're podcasting. So this won't be as breaking then. But four star quarterback Michael Van Buren will be in Starkville this weekend for an official visit. So, I mean, that, that that's you you have said this for a long time when it comes to recruiting. This is one of something I know you believe. It goes back to when you were when you were one of the few people in this state that was locked in that Leo Lewis was going to come to Mississippi State, and that's you say follow the visits. You know, if a player is visiting everywhere, it happened. Um, oh, who was the kid last year that everybody's like, oh, he's going to get? It was it Marquez Dorch? Marquez Dorch, yeah. Yeah, and it's like he didn't just, work out, but he committed to Mississippi out, State. But he committed to Mississippi State. If a kid is going to your school every weekend, you're probably going to get him. JJ Harrell was here a lot this year. Feels like he's pretty locked in. Travion so, Williams, Travion Williams, Charles Cross. That's it. Yeah, these are good examples. So now we see Michael Van Buren is going to make a visit to Starkville. You you can't ever say a kid's leaning your way until you get him on campus. But if you're getting to get the kid on campus, that means you're in the game. That would be a big pickup for Mississippi State. Yeah, not a big kid, but he he can throw it. Yeah, and I trust uh, Jeff Lebby's. Got to trust. Uh, I mean, I've seen some people that have been kind of skeptical of this kid because he's you know under six feet. I think. Yeah. But I trust his evaluation on quarterbacks more than many in the country mm -hmm. because he just hasn't missed on any right now. Every quarterback he's coached that has started for his offense has been really good. Now, there's only been like three of three or four of them, but they've all been productive. So until proven otherwise, I'm taking Jeff Levy's evaluations on players over a lot of other people. And at worst, right now, this guy's a high three-star on every single uh, publication, I believe. So, uh, I, you know, I think he's a good player. He's been committed to Oregon, mm -hmm. decided to open it back up. He's not a guy that I would expect Mississippi State to play next year, but it's a ni it's nice to start collecting talent in your room to have the those possibilities when players transfer or get hurt. You have some nice players in there that you can work with, and – 
this would be good that you have two uh, four-star quarterbacks or the high three-star to four-star quarterbacks in your class. That's a good starting point for Jeff Levy building a, a quarterback room. Speaking of quarterbacks, we got to sort of address the elephant in the room here, and that is that Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel did indeed enter the transfer portal Monday morning, as a lot of people predicted him to do. It appears that Mississippi State is at least in the race for this kid, but he is the type of player. By the time this podcast comes out, Robbie, and I'll put it up, you know, sometime Monday evening, that it's possible he's already made a commitment to a school not named Mississippi State. But it appears Mississippi State is at least in the running. Jeff Lebby gives them an in there, gives them a little bit of an advantage. But if it comes down to an NIL battle between Mississippi State and Oregon, Oregon's probably going to win that battle. I mean, that's just the way it is. Oregon's top booster is Phil Knight. And I don't know who Mississippi State's top booster is, but it's not Phil Knight. So what are your thoughts on Dylan Gabriel? Obviously, from an offensive scheme standpoint, he's the perfect fit. But does Mississippi Mm -hmm. State have a real chance to get him here uh, for the 2024 season? The question will be, you know, how much he values playing for a contender. And I think that that's one thing that you have to consider. Now, the the money is important, but I think people are making too much of the money part of it because I believe state's going to be willing to give him a really good NIL package. And a lot of these guys will take a cut to go to certain places. So I don't think the, I don't think it's going to be bowl down, you know, a hundred percent to Oregon paid me more than Mississippi state. I think it's going to bowl down to more. Can he, does he want to win uh compete for championships right away? Cause I mean, nothing against Mississippi State, but it's going to be much tougher at Mississippi State next year to compete for a championship than it will be at Oregon. They have a roster that's built to to win right away, and he's going to come right in to a team that competed for the Pac-12 championship this year, and Mississippi State is kind of rebuilding a little bit, and it's year one with Jeff Levy. So that's going to be a question, and you know how you know how much does he want to play for Levy? He was going to follow him to Ole Miss. He was he, he did follow him to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and you know here we are. He's got a chance to be uh, his first quarterback as head coach. So they have a great relationship. How much does that relationship matter to him, and how much does he want to play for him next year? It would be great for him to play in a system that he's played in his entire career, and uh, have another huge season to get himself ready for the NFL, but. I, I just don't know where his head is as far as his decision-making process and what is the most important thing to him. Yeah. Oregon's been the heavy favorite since he entered the portal. A lot of their people have been talking about how uh, how good they feel about them landing him, which a lot of times is a good indication when all the sites are on the same page. Uh, the smoke has not been as loud for Mississippi State. No, it was loud that he could potentially in the, enter the portal, but it hasn't been, you know, screaming loud that it was going to be Mississippi State where he ended up. So I'm still skeptical. Again, get him to campus. If he gets to campus, I, I like State's chances because if a, if a guy is taking the um, the effort to go to a campus, he's very interested in your school, obviously. And I I just don't know if Dylan Gabriel is going to want to come to Mississippi State without seeing the school. A lot of Oklahoma kids in in the in the portal today. I, I got to think at least uh-huh. let me going to grab a couple of them. You would have to, you would have to hope that he can he has those kind of relationships. 
We'll stay in the portal for one more thing, but that's going the other direction. What are your thoughts on the crystal ball today that for Will Rogers to Washington? That kind of caught me off guard. I I, I will say I kind of like the fit. Okay. Like him out west, it, to me, is a, a better fit than being in the SEC. Don't don't you think that if Washington can get the guy that we saw play South Carolina, that 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 can work? And I think if yeah. you get Will Rogers protection and you and you, I mean, I'm not I'm not willing to put too much on Rogers this year. I feel like the coaching was so bad on that side of the ball. Oh yeah, I'm not at all. I'm so not at all. I mean, I feel like they know, they didn't Caitlin do DeBoer enough a good to bring coach. It out. He'll he'll figure out how to use Rogers effectively if that's that is indeed where he ends up. It's it's interesting, and obviously, you know. Dylan Johnson, who I think has another year left, uh, is probably pushing for this over there, which is fine. Uh, it's interesting though that 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 you know it will. It, you think about all the surprise that was uh, had here in the South with Bo Nix going to Oregon and then becoming a really good quarterback there. It will be double that if Will Rogers goes to Washington and has the kind of year that Penix had this year for for the Huskies. Yeah. I am really interested in see what they do because, you know, that is to me kind of a step down, like talent wise from Penix. But he has a lot of weapons around him. If he can just get them the ball, he could have a big year there. Mm-hmm. But it does seem to be that that that's kind of the loudest team right now. And I, again, I'm kind of surprised by that. It just it's just kind of a a little bit of a random. Spot. It's kind of like Dylan Johnson. Like that was that was always random to me. Mm-hmm. How it ended up being Washington. It worked. I don't know what the connection it worked is. Worked out. There. Yeah, they're, they're, that's we we talk about that all the time. And, and, and I don't know if it's a state fan thing or not, but you always see when somebody pops up on the on the board is like, oh, this player may be interested in Mississippi State. What's the connection? Sometimes yeah. kids just see Mississippi State and they're like, I might want to go there. I, they might just be a fan of Dak Prescott. They might just be a yeah, fan of so. Jones or something. And they're like. You know, they don't always have to be a connection. You know, so I, uh, Dylan Johnson going to Washington, yeah, that was a because I, I thought a lot of people had him. A lot of people had him pegged for Ole Miss. A lot of people had him pegged for South Carolina. He ends up at the Pac-12. Now he's going to play for a national title, so it's worked out for him. So we'll see what happens with Rodgers. That's it. I'm also inter- fascinated that you know we're only a day in here. We're only a few hours in, really. There hasn't been a lot of traffic coming out of Starkville yet, though. You're not seeing a lot of guys yeah. hitting the portal. I mean, you've seen a few already. That that happened before Levy was even hired, but I thought for sure he'd have seven, eight more guys today, and I haven't seen that yet. I think the big one that's got the possibility of moving out is Xavion Thomas. Yes, and to me, not a huge surprise if and when that happens. He's got somebody around him that's been trying to make him and LSU a thing for a while. LSU that didn't that didn't happen last year, so he came back. I. I just never gotten the sense that Xavion is going to be a long term guy here. Yeah, it's always felt like this was kind of a placeholder for him until LSU had a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's fine. I mean, kids, kids want to, kids in Louisiana want to play for LSU. I yeah. mean, I, I think he's always wanted to play for LSU. They didn't think he was very good coming out of high school. It was kind of like the Malik Neighbors thing, like. Yeah. They just kind of kept him warm the whole time, and then hey, we got an offer for you. And when Daddy says come home, you come home, and that's what that's what this feels like it's going to be. I but agree. like, here's the thing: like, look at all these schools that are losing players, 
And I, I think state fans, like, they get so attached to these guys. You've just got to let go of that. You've, you've, we've, we've talked about it all the time. You cannot hitch on to these players. You can't not, you cannot get emotionally attached to college football players anymore because at this point they're all just kind of hired guns, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, they're all, they're all, they, they just bounce around. It's just a, you know, it's just guys in jerseys at this yeah. point. Yeah. Ohio State today had seven four-star and two five-star players hit the portal. I mean, guys yeah. are just going to hit the portal, and they're going to see what their their value is. And I, I agree with a lot of people who say everybody should hit the portal. <laughs> you should at least put your toe in the water and see what you can get, right? If you can get a better deal somewhere else, I mean, take it is how I would look at it. So The problem is there's a lot of people that are going to do that and screw themselves. Right. Yeah, you, you need to like be a, really, really sure – before you do that, that you you're like, hey, if I I can come back, right? If I can. There's come- like a catch twenty two with it, man. Like, there's a lot of guys that get this advice. Oh, I, you know, you can go out there and get make you some money somewhere, and nobody bites, mm-hmm. and then you lose your spot where you were. Right. I've seen it happen in Mississippi State. Guys do that, and I've seen guys that had to s- sit out a year because mm-hmm. nobody picked them up. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get a they couldn't get a place in uh, D two. So it's a dangerous game to play. There's some guys that can do it, and there's a lot of them that can't. There's a lot of them that's going to go down, um, you know, a, a road that they don't want to go down. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. Like I don't know the right way to handle all this. You know, I, th- yeah. I think it. I think it is important to kind of know your worth because I I am all for and have been all for these players earning the money they deserve Mm -hmm. these guys i mean i get the argument about the scholarships and all that but these guys are making millions help helping make millions of dollars Mm -hmm. for universities and in return like a scholarship's great but that's just a portion of you know what you're really worth and a lot of these guys deserve a lot of that money so i'm all for those guys kind of figuring out what they're worth or whatever but some of them they're kind of screwing themselves by jumping in the portal and and testing it out like that. See where it takes us. Takes us. Very interesting uh, first day of the portal and, of course, of recruiting. We'll see how it, it continues. I, I I mean, we are, you know, what is it, 16 days to signing day. So, you know, names are going to start popping up. Commitments are going to start happening at some point. It's going to be interesting to see who ends up here in Starkville. One more thing, too, on quarterback. Dylan yeah. Gabriel would obviously be the number one guy you want just mm-hmm. because of the fit. It's not a situation where, like, if you miss on Dylan Gabriel, you should start freaking out. State has a lot of options here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there that Levy's going to have a shortage of opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they, they got a chance. to. If it's not Dylan Gabriel, don't start, you know, burning your – Jeff Levy shirts just yet. Let's let let him let him see what he can do. What are the Levy shirts? What do they say? We had swing your sword. We had swag uh, estate. Swag estate. Okay. And we had Dan is the man. We had more cowbell. What do we what what, what, what let's say like what's the play on his name? Uh, we got to come up with one. We'll we'll think about we'll, that. And we'll, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll we'll workshop it and we'll uh, we'll get one out and we'll. Well, apparently, autocorrect changes Levy to Lenny now, so we might need to go with something Lenny. 
I miss Lenny's. That was a good sub shop here in town. So much whiskey. And 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 you know, we finally got a name that you feel like people can spell correctly. No, no. And no. autocorrect now changes it. Yeah. By the way, I want to point out this is a great tweet today that I saw from uh, from Junction Reports. And one thing I love about Thunder and Lightning are the side stories that no other podcast would include. You think Bart and Charlie would tell listeners if they fell through a chair at Commodore Bob's? That's right. It's true. We are. You don't get that on out of left field. We are the podcast of the people. We are the people's podcast. Is what we are. actually. Bart does have some good stories from time to time from from you know whether it be Nana Woya or whatever. Don't don't pump them up. Don't, I like them. I do too. But I'm just saying. Don't don't. <laughs> State just offered a. Uh, Arkansas State linebacker who had a pretty good season this year, Javante Mackey. State needs linebackers. That's a guy. He's got to look at that depth chart and say, I got a chance there. So, what, what kind of stats on this kid? Yeah. 84 tackles, um, seven tackles for loss, and two sacks. Those are rookie numbers. All right. We As a redshirt numbers up. As a redshirt freshman. I'm just saying, you know, we got to replace like 250 tackles. And like fourteen sacks and five interceptions. All right, we got those got to be replaced. So we got to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Well, hopefully, you know he's not the one having to make two hundred and fifty tackles, and that would be a record if he did twenty sacks or whatever. I think what, if he yet. makes two hundred fifty tackles, he's the first pick in the draft. <laughs> no question. <laughs> like that kid was everywhere. Watch their film. He made every tackle. <laughs> Gosh. Let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. Go for a steak. Steak. Steak is good. I'm, I'm, I, beef is going to be my big Christmas meal this year. I'm doing a prime rib for Christmas. I think we're going to do prime rib as well. See, that's just it's just smart business, my friend. Yeah. So that Becky said, oh, let's do a turkey. And I was like, no, turkey's had do- its day. Yeah, we're I'm ready for turkey. beef. Yeah. So I, I have pushed for either a Boston butt or prime rib. Boston butt's good, but prime rib is better. I mean, there's just no getting around that. So this holiday season is the time for beef. Santa loves steak, by the way. If you leave a steak out for Santa, you will get better gifts. I'm just I'm just letting you That's know true. right off the top. So enjoy it. Enjoy the holidays with some beef. Beef. It's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends of the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. And it's just, it it makes it really easy on you. It's one spot. It's right there in the middle of the Cotton District. Great spot to hang out, enjoy yourself, and eat some of the best food, not just in Starkville, but in the SEC. There are not not a lot of restaurants in the SEC better than Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy a great time each and every time you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. In the heart of the Cotton District, the home of smoked Southern soul food and a Bulldog Initiative business. Great products and great service is what every business likes to promise you, but they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it for 49 years. When you need technology for your business, you want to talk to somebody reliable, you talk to Advantage Business Systems because you know that that service is going to be there after the sale. When you're talking about Mississippi people, not a 1-800 number, not a call center, not an out-of-state technician, A lot of times they can take care of you the same day because they're just a couple hours away. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. 
The Collegiate Collection at The Rogue has the pullover or the polo you want to get this holiday season. Great name brands, great styles, and they have the logos that you want. No banner M to worry about, guys. They've got the M, M over S, the interlocking, the state script, and they make them look good. You don't have to worry about wearing a polo that for some reason has green on it. Why does it have green? I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but it does. You don't want that. You just want a maroon polo? We got you covered at The Rogue. Shop at The Rogue in Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-strike life. Shop at The Rogue. I really thought, this is two days in a row, by the way, that the the topic I thought we were going to lead with is not the topic that we've led with because other things have happened. Or in this case, Robbie, they haven't happened. I am pretty surprised that as we sit here, it's about 2 o'clock on a uh, Monday, Mississippi State has made no announcement of coaching hires for the defensive side of the ball. You said a couple of minutes ago about Dylan Gabriel. Don't panic if if he's not, you know, if they don't get him. What about panic for defensive coordinator? Is have we reached that stage yet? Can I throw things? I'm a little concerned. Yeah, I'm I mean, you. at this point, you have your entire offensive staff hired. You only have one defensive guy, mm-hmm. and you have the transfer portal beginning. You got players you're trying to keep here. You got players you're trying to bring in from the portal. What what are you selling on the defensive side of the ball other than Mississippi State puts guys in the league? You got to you got to be able to sell something. Mm-hmm. And it's you know that I think it's a, at this point we don't know anything while we're recording. So I don't think it's anything like they're keeping keeping stuff under wraps or anything like that. I, I honestly don't think at this moment that they have anybody lined up. Right. I'm with you on that. I, I don't think it's they're waiting for, you know, I don't think they're waiting for me to go on the air at three before they uh they put this information out. Now, if that is the case, well, then kudos to Brandon Langlois and his staff. I appreciate you gave us some content. Maybe we can talk a little bit less about Ole Miss and their bowl destination today. We can keep the topic on Mississippi State. But, yeah, I, I think that they're – Scrambling's not the right word, but I do think that they they're you know sort of the same situation you saw with Barbe a year ago. I think they're they're past one and two, and they're looking at three and four on 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 the list right this second. the The rest of the staff will fall into place once you have the defensive coordinator. You know that's when you'll get your linebackers, coach sorted, your 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 corners, and your second your secondary. Also, got to get a special teams coach unless let with well, unless Levy wants to double up somebody and then. Put another. I don't know. I don't know if you want to do that. You do outside, inside linebackers or something like that, or sort of what State did this year with safeties and nickelbacks, uh, or they did that two years ago. I'm sorry, under Leach because there wasn't a quarterbacks coach because you had Leach. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that, that 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 ends up working for Mississippi State. But I definitely feel like they are uh, they are down the list uh, a, a little bit here, and then just have to. Just have to wait and see on this one. I mean, when when's your panic day? Wednesday. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm kind of getting there. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of starting to be to get a little concerned. We haven't even really seen concrete names. That I don't like know if, that, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It could be a good thing. It could be that our days of getting information are just kind of numbered and they're doing a better job of, of keeping the leaks, you know, plugged over there. But at the same time, you're correct. It could be just that the fact that nobody yeah, I mean, like, means there's nothing to hear. We knew basically all of the assistant coach hires on the offensive side of the ball uh-huh. before they were announced. Yeah. 
like it, to me, it's just like, what, like what, where are the leads? Where are we, where are we going here? Mm-hmm. What's, what's the connections? It feels a lot like the offensive coordinator search last year. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Another, the only thing that I'll say is like, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. It takes some really bad defensive coordinators to stink at Mississippi State. It does. Like, if you got, you know, I'm trying to think of somebody that would be like, you know, state hired Chris Wilson mm-hmm. and then Jeff Collins. He and Jeff Collins were like co defense coordinators. Correct. And they didn't have a whole lot of experience. Mm-hmm. And they were still pretty darn good. Yeah. So, like, even if state hires somebody that doesn't have a ton of experience, I mean, for as much as we talked about how bad the defense was this year, mm-hmm. they were middle of the pack in total yards. So, just with what you recruit to the 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 area here, like it's really really hard to screw up Mississippi State to make it the equivalent of the offense that they had this year. Yeah. So I will say, like, I'm not as concerned about the defensive side of the ball at Mississippi State as I am offense moving forward. But you do need to get a guy in here that's going to be able to recruit to the talent here because you have another good class next year. It's going to be able to entice people out of the portal and develop. It, it doesn't need to be somebody that I think that's never done it before or anything like that. But if you can get a guy in here that has experience as a, as a coordinator, even if it's a guy that's not going to excite a lot of people in this fan base, I think that you've done okay because you're going to score points. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's why you hired Jeff Levy right. to take your offense from you know 20 points a game or whatever it was to over 30. And at that point, you just need somebody to slow down the other team's offense to give your offense a chance to score a bunch of points. So, you know, hopefully they're able to to make a, a hire that's good enough that's going to be able to make Mississippi State a – I mean, you just need to be decent, I think, on the defensive side of the ball. Agreed. Agreed. A little breaking news here. Uh, Chad Simmons, director of recruiting for ON3. ON3 is that website I've mentioned a couple of times, Robbie. Uh Anthony Maddox Jr., the Texas A&M commitment, the quarterback we talked about him on yesterday's show, he'll be at Mississippi State Thursday for an official visit. So, that's interesting. So they're bringing in AJ and um, Van, Van Buren, Buren this weekend, which can't bode well for Josh Flowers, right? Well, I mean, they just visited him last week. Do you think they visited him to tell him, "Hey, good luck"? I don't think so, but. Are, are they just recruiting Maddox as an athlete and they're just going to get him on campus and figure it out from there? I mean, I've been saying that for years, that Mississippi State is the worst at just figure it out once you sign them. Sign them and then figure it out. If they hit the portal, yeah. portal but I want I don't know where he fits. Which one, Maddox or Flowers? The wide receiver? Maddox? Yeah. Huh? I mean, is he a good enough athlete to play receiver or play in the secondary? I haven't seen him at those positions, but I know he's got a he's got a good arm on him. Well, or maybe, like I said, maybe they're not taking three quarterback, three high school quarterbacks. Let's just we just know no. that that's a fact. So if, no. if but maybe they're maybe they're it's first come first serve, and you just see. Well, in that case, Flowers is already committed, though, right? But I mean, out of the two other two. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that could make sense. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, again, this is all about stacking talented quarterbacks Mm -hmm. 
in your room and the best man wins and uh-huh. you get the best guys that you can in here and go from there. Yeah, I agree. All right. It's not a bad thing to have no good talent in there. Rather have more than less, I'll tell you that. All right. Tomorrow's show is the rumblings, but if there are coaching hires that, that could disrupt things, we will do the rumblings one way or the other. I promise. But we may have to talk some coaching stuff uh, as well. Guys, have a great uh, Monday and our Tuesday. And Robbie, I'll be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.